Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the biased takes. Well, this time around, the guys take on a new approach for the weekly NFL drive-thru with their own top five takeaways. And as always, after another two weeks, the guys bring in the power rankings. See how week four recap goes by sitting back and enjoying the show. All right, Jalen, we are back with uh, on a Tuesday evening, a little later than usual, but we got a quick week four recap to get to before we're back on Thursday. Always a good time. Uh, so much to get to here. This you the Vikings, your Vikings finally get in the win column and a new low for the Steelers. So not just our teams, plenty more we'll get to. How are you doing tonight, sir? Pretty good, man. I'm doing pretty good. Uh like you said, the Vikings got that win. It's been a good couple of days, these last couple of days, finally coming out of the shadows, even though it's, you know, the Panthers. But people have finally uh, had the courage to finally talk to me because they knew I've been in a sour mood. About the Vikings. <laughs> so they finally were like, hey, how does it feel to get that first win? You know, that was how mo- most of them started. But, uh, yeah, we're in a good mood and everything. We're just uh, really on the very on a very, very strong high. I can't wait till Thursday when we get to talk about the Vikings and their big game. Uh, yeah, and really, really coming in strong in a great one here. Uh, Colby, how does it feel for you, I have to ask, to see Jokic back in Denver? It was oh, he's all over the place. It was amazing after uh, this, the way the Steelers uh, looked uh, on Sunday and having an all-time new low, getting throttled by the Texans. And then Mac, Mike Tomlin saying that there was going to be changes. And then today – the changes that he was referencing were uh, that they're going to hit in practice. They're going to have a padded practice. So yeah, good ah. job, Mike. I'm sure that would that worked really well back in 1970 or whenever. But uh, it's not going to work now. So it's not great. But uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Back. He's not thrilled to be back going back to work. But you know, it's literally like a guy coming back on Monday after being on vacation. Um, but it's good to see the boys back. He's looking pretty yoked. Uh, he, he, he's looking pretty, pretty, uh, jacked. So, I mean, he's just a big dude, but it's great to see all the, all the boys back in Denver. They're, I think they're ready to defend that title. So that was a saving grace. Oh, and Drew Holiday. I completely forgot about that. You want to do that quick or do that at the end? I forgot that happened. So, yeah, let's do that real quick. That's a good thing that happened, honestly. But yeah, Drew Holiday to the Celtics. The Dame deal now complete. Uh, they got, it was for, I believe, two picks, uh, two firsts, and Brogdon and Robert Williams. Uh, so the final tally on the Dame trade, before we get to the Boston, Drew Holiday part of it, um, I'll just say, because he's probably not, not going to, we're not going to talk about him much, uh, probably ever again on this show, at least not for a while. Joe Cronin, I mean, take a bow. I mean, you were put in, he was put in a bad position for the Blazers. Obviously, everyone's saying, oh, you got to trade in Miami. He was patient. He waited. He didn't fold and take an offer he didn't like. And he winds up flipping Dame into uh, with four or five first-round picks, 
Um, couple legitimate rotation guys, Robert Williams and Aiton. I mean, at least fit players that fit better uh, with their young core of scooting those guys. He did right by them. Uh, and Brogdon, I'm sure, is a, is a trade piece down the road, too. If, if they want to flip him, I'm sure a contender would, would, would give you something for Brogdon. So the, that's the first thing. I thought, considering the situation they were in with this older star with a huge contract demanding out and saying he only wants to go to one place, I thought the Blazers' haul total was very good. Um, so that that's my biggest takeaway now from all of it. Um, and for the Celtics, I love it. For the Celtics, they're, I love the Drew Holiday piece. Um, there is some concerns I have with the Celtics. Um but man, I mean, on paper, they're now as good. If it's Milwaukee and them, I think they're right there. It's just going to be two juggernauts in the East. And it kind of just feels like now the Phillies and Miamis of the world, everyone else feels like if those two teams are healthy, you have no shot. Anyone else in the East, it's just going to be those two. But the health thing is a question for both of them. That's the thing with Boston. The risk is Celtics now do not really have any depth. And one of their top six guys is going to be Al Horford who's very old so and Porzingis is injury prone um so I get it the upside's definitely there I totally get the move from Boston I think it makes sense I think they actually match up really well with Milwaukee now um but it is a risk just in that they have like no depth now whatsoever I mean I understand the concern with Boston especially with the rate you know sometimes they get their stars fall but um at the same time they still kept their core, like you were saying. My thing is going to be Kristaps still. I, I don't like the Kristaps move one bit. Um, I'm going to always be a judge of that for Boston, but I do like this one because the Brogdon one, I think that I guess they, like you said, they I guess they already figured it, ran its course with it, which is a little surprising for me too. But, I mean, they already switched it out, and it's Blazers, man. Like you said, they made great – they were patient, and they made great moves. They didn't get bullied by the Heat. Or, I mean, they found the right suitor for uh, Drew Holiday. So this is a great one for them, making good moves. Um, yeah, I think it's also just it feels bad for Drew, man, especially because he made that little – he went on a radio or a podcast literally the day before the trade happened. So, but we all knew he wasn't going to stay in Portland. That's a good thing he's on a contender. Yeah, no, I'm happy for Drew Holiday. He is going to be, I'm sure, so motivated going against Dame and the Bucks. Uh, in the playoffs and with his defense that, that's a huge pickup so like i said on paper everyone's out there that celtics team is going to be a handful i just worry with them about the depth especially with Horford's age and porzingis's injury history because if those two guys are down i mean they they got really nothing in the front court so we'll see i'm sure there's always going to be buyouts and they could always make more moves but that milwaukee boston uh wars are going to be exciting this year can't wait to see how that plays out. I'm to it. Um, I love how Joel tweets out how the offseason was fun and everything and about how everyone's been making all these moves. I wonder who – I wonder if that, how far they're going to fall, including Miami, after these moves. Like, is it going to really impact them that much or are they still going to be strong contenders? Yeah, my you said my Philly strong contender. Both of them, Philly and Miami, like both of them. Like I feel like, how are they still going to be contenders? You know, yeah. with these two, especially with Philly, you still have the Harden thing hanging over you that hasn't been resolved. 
Uh, Miami, I think, is one of the biggest losers of the offseason. Portland really just stuck it to Miami with this. They said, not only are we not going to trade you, Dame, we're also going to make your two teams that are your biggest competition much better. <laughs> That's true. So like, that part is it is kind of funny that Miami really did just get screwed over in all this. Uh, emo Jimmy uh, is, uh, I'm sure, not too happy. And yeah, for a bead, man, I mean, I'd be trying to go to the Knicks if I was him, to be honest with you. Like, uh, whoa, that's I mean, a fun take. That's just kind of my feel because, like, the Knicks at least have more guys than Philly at this point. And I'd take Brunson over Harden. I think pretty much everyone would at this point. So I just. I mean, if, if Philly, if Harden had more value and they could actually get something real for him, they'd have a shot, but they're not going to get much for him, if anything. And they just have earned zero trust whatsoever. Uh, there's no reason whatsoever to trust that it's going to work out for them. Probably. I, I'm not much of a much of a believer for him. That's why I have a lot of doubt already. Um, if they're contenders, I'm right there with you. So, all right. Well, dang, man. Drew Holiday spicing up the NBA. They're, sl- they're slowly kicking it back in, man. Slowly coming back to life as we get into October. Yeah, man. NBA is gonna be back. Oh, this is gonna be this podcast is gonna be cooking. Um, How many days? How many days, Colby? I know you know because you guys uh, are the opening I, games, right? Yes, they are the opening game. I forget the exact date. Let me look it up. It's probably it's the Lakers or Warriors. One of the two. Oh, it's the Lakers. They're already talking trash. They said they're not. I saw. Oh, trash, which is kind of funny because it's like all the stuff that the Lakers are mad about. No one on the Denver's actual team said it like they're mad at stuff Mike Malone said and that the uh, guy, the announcer said at the parade, uh, which is funny. So it's October uh, 24th. Yeah. Ooh, 20 days. Yeah. 20, 21 days. 21 days out. Can't wait. 20 days and 21 nights. There you go. You still got to sleep tonight, Cole. Oh, yeah. So I said 20 days. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Right, we're right there. We're right there. But NFL's already here. And so, Cole, we have a different uh, approach to our weekly drive through due to our little time crunch today. <laughs> yes. If you would like to explain to the good folks here, I got our games hot, underlined, highlighted, whatever, which way everybody wants to call it, for the results from this week of week four. What are your takeaways? Is that what we're doing here? Yeah, so we're just going to go back and forth. We'll do five each, just the five biggest takeaways from week four. It can be about one specific game, one specific team, one specific player, or it can be more widespread, entire, like league-wide, division-wide, conference-wide takes, whatever you want to rattle off. So rather than spending time talking about each individual game, uh, we'll just hit some takeaways, but we'll obviously still touch on a lot of the games. So do, do you want me to start it off with the first big takeaway? Um, and then and then we'll go back and forth? Or do you want to go first? You got I want to hear it. But you, what, what, out of all of week four, Colby, what was <laughs> your you, – you sound like you're ready to rip this one off. What is your week four takeaway? I'm, I'm ready. So I don't want to start with the Steelers, actually, because obviously I have to rant about how bad that was. But I'll save that. My biggest non-biased, non-Steelers takeaway of the whole week, I would have to say – is that Baker is so back. He's all the way back. I'm back in, baby. Uh, you were right. I've You know what? I've never been more happy to be wrong. The Saints defense hadn't allowed 
like 20 plus points in more than 20 points in I think 11 or 12 straight games or something. Very impressive streak. It's one of the best defense in the league. And Baker carved him up. He's been, other than the Philly game in the rain, he's been excellent. They're in first in the division. He's easily looks like the best quarterback in that division. He's making only $4 million. I think I said on here last week, uh, they're getting the best bang for their buck at quarterback out of anyone in the whole league with how he's yep. relative to his contract. So that that's my biggest takeaway. Want to go to the positive note. It's awesome to see uh, Baker back looking as good as he ever has. Really, he had that one obviously the awesome year in Cleveland where they won the playoff game against. Forget who that was against. Don't remember. Don't think anyone does. <laughs> but uh, oh, I do. <laughs> it's awesome to see Baker back. I hope he's able to keep it going for the whole year. I haven't been a believer in the Bucks, um, but you know, I'm, I think I might just be wrong. So I'm back in with you. He's he's all the way back. That's my first takeaway. Oh yeah, as I was looking over my locks, that was a great one though. Just put a little check mark over. That is a that's a nice one. Um, dang, and you stole my first takeaway. So my my <laughs> other takeaway here is going to be, and this is a fun one that I've seen is Bills are truly the September champions, man. <laughs> I mean, they really are. I mean, every time it's week after week four, they already look like a juggernaut, just like they did last year. I mean, this year, can they do it? But man, are the Bills looking in tip-top shape? If you ignore just week one, they look in tip-top shape. So, man, what can you say? Yeah, no, they do look really good. Um, can I can I give you a spin zone off of the Bills, about the Bills? Uh, yeah. I, I was thinking about it. Weird spin zone, but I actually think I might be true and kind of believe it. Was that Jets game week one actually the best thing that ever happened to the Bills for Josh Allen Ooh. to just be so did Josh Allen just get out all of his nonsense in the first game? Was he just like, you know what, screw it. I'm gonna do everything. I'm gonna go crazy, make every risky throw, run, try to be Superman on every snap. And if it doesn't work, then I'll reel it in. And it was so bad was he so bad in that game that he has now reeled it in. And since then he's been the Weeks two through four, he's the best quarterback in football. Not saying he's better than Mahomes, obviously. I would obviously everyone's still Mahomes is the best. You'd still rank him above him, but he's outplayed Mahomes so far this year. Um, so that's my spins out is that Jets lost week one. Sneaky actually may have been the best thing that ever happened to the Bills. That's a fun, uh, that's a fun spin zone. I like that. That's a like, I mean. I don't know if Christian's gonna like because you know he uh he likes to rampant about the Madden curse and everything, which is still true. It could it could always come up. But it's a lot of football. Hey, he got it all out, and it was nationally. It was a primetime game, so everyone saw it. Everyone criticized him about it, and then it's just been working in the shadows, man. And he won a big one against Miami. Like he lost that first divisional game. Like this was big. They could have gone zero and two in the division, and you know Miami was coming in supposedly hot. So. I mean, they did drop 70 points the week before, so I think everyone thought Miami was still feeling themselves. Yeah, man. All right. Does that count as one of my five or no? No. <laughs> all right. All right. My second one. So I have one, a Steelers, a related one that's more broad, so I'll save it. I'll just get my Steelers stuff out of the way. I mean, it's a disaster. It's a disappointment. It's an embarrassment what the Steelers just did. Um, so my takeaways from that is just I'm starting to lose some faith in Mike Tomlin. The stubbornness of not 
firing of Canada being the worst OC in the league. Pickett has been worse. I obviously think Canada is mostly to blame. I'm not ready to give up on Kenny yet because I would love to see him with a real offensive coordinator, but he's also been bad. I can't dispute that. He's not been good. Um, he is bails from the pocket way too early. That's what happened on the play. He got hurt on, which was the worst play call of all time. Um, go make big Ben the OC or someone just anyone else literally um and just the stubbornness I'm starting to lose faith in Tomlin I'm starting to get back to where I was a couple years ago prior to that duck Hodges Mason Rudolph year where I was like okay this guy Mike Tommy's definitely not the problem he's a little bit of the problem he's just too stubborn he's, I still think he's a great coach but he's way too stubborn he's so behind the times and it's bad man I mean that was a disgrace against Houston. Um, and also, just to spin off of that, this is also all qualified under this game. Just And also just because I said it before, so I'm not going to use a full take. C.J. Stroud is just awesome. He is awesome. He is a home run draft pick. He's playing with no linemen out there. Their receivers are actually pretty good. Tank Dell, Nico Collins, actually a low-key nice little duo. Mechie's back now. So they actually don't have, like, it's not like he's throwing the bums out there. They have pretty good receivers. But... Stroud is phenomenal. He's so impressive. Four games yeah. in, how many? T- he over half the league probably would trade their starting quarterback for CJ Stroud right now. Four games in, I might, I might, I would probably bite for it too. Honestly, at this rate, I mean, he probably if a lot of teams if they had CJ Stroud might probably. I agree with that. Yeah, that's a fun one. Um, so there, I kept the Steelers rant pretty pretty quick. <laughs> Yeah, I was a little surprised there, but I mean, there's a little, the light's not really too bright, Colby, down the tunnel either with Pickett getting hurt. I mean. Well, they lucked out that he's, uh, it's not that serious. He might, like, he might play this week. They're saying he might go this week. If not, he'll definitely hmm. be back. And then we, I forgot we have a week six, they have a week six bye. So they have a bye after this week. So he'll definitely come be playing after the bye. He might play against the Ravens. Um, I hope he does just because. I mean, I have no interest in watching Mitch Trubisky play against the Ravens. I saw that movie last year, so. <laughs> yeah, it couldn't be that bad, right, Colby? It couldn't be that bad. That's what you uh, Also, last note on this, just because it's hilarious. Uh, you know, the have you ever seen the Pittsburgh Dad YouTube videos? The guy, Pittsburgh Dad, that makes the videos about the Steelers games. Nah. Hey, he's a guy, he just like is a Pittsburgh accent and stuff. He just does funny videos. Anyways, the. Not the point. He had a line in his video about this game. He said, Matt Canada is the Bob Ross of three and outs. <laughs> I was like, that is so act. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, go ahead. Bob Ross of three and outs. That is a, you have to be a real master, mastermind of that. Um, All right. My second takeaway here is probably going to be, hmm. like Seattle. I really do like Seattle. That was one of my locks and everything. And what they did last night with their defense and everything was very impressive the way they abused Daniel Jones. Um, Geno Smith didn't have to do anything. And yet they let Kenneth Walker go off and everything. It was such a simple game. And from that game, you learn that giants are pretty much done. And the Seattle defense was one of the probably key factors are with that they're probably we don't no one is talking about the giants in a great light today 
No one is, oh. especially like the only thing they're talking about is do they regret the Daniel Jones contract right now? So, and you think that from not only from the Seahawks, because now they made their home games like what was it, 60 to three or 60 to 10 or something like that? Something gross. Like they lo- they losing out of hand games. Their only win was against the Cardinals. So, to get stomped on Monday night by the Seattle Seahawks with Geno Smith barely doing anything. That is my statement. I'm going to take away from one of my takeaways. There we go. Yeah, that was a, yeah, that was a very impressive game last night. The Giants looked so cooked. Um, I'll play off of that because that plays into my next take, uh, big takeaway. And this is more a league-wide takeaway. So this is not related to any one team or game. The NFL has a – there's a real quarterback problem in that the disparity – and I know it's kind of always been this way, but it, it with how the league is now, the disparity has gotten so wide. Jalen, there were seven – I just counted, went through all the games, counted – seven teams this week that did not score an offensive touchdown. Seven. I mean, that's crazy. Um, And just the all these young quarterbacks that we had hope could maybe take a step – this year, I mean, Pickett, I just talked about him. He's regressed. He's been bad. Ritter, our guy, Desmond Ritter, awful, terrible bandwagon. You know what? We just got to abandon this bandwagon thing. I'm the Jordan Love bandwagon. That's my personal bandwagon. Yep. Um, Desmond Ritter, not the guy. Cooked. Hate to abandon him so quick, but, I mean, he, he's awful. Daniel Jones has taken a step back. He's been horrible. That's not all his fault. He obviously has no blocking. Joe Burrow is not good anymore. This injury – now, the Browns had a backup, so that's kind of why they didn't score. But even Deshaun's been bad. Derek Carr, looking like he might be kind of washed. Uh, I mean, you go down the list, Bryce Young, not really his fault again. He has no help. But Mac Jones stinks. Mac Jones looks like he's not the guy. Um, I mean, you just go down the list. It's it's rough. There was a lot of bad quarterback play. Jimmy G is missing games. Aiden O'Connell, he was fine for a rookie, but he didn't wow. Was hoping for more. Um, and I mean, even some of the teams that won, like Tannehill's still not very good. Like Justin Fields had the best game of his life against the awful Denver defense, but I, he's been horrible to other games. So I just think the NFL is a real problem. It needs more good quarterbacks. There's not enough good ones right now. I mean, I agree. Don't get me wrong. As a team that has – Thankfully, a top 10 quarterback in Kirk Cousins. Okay, well, um, sure. Yeah, I mean, you just said it yourself, Colby. This league is struggling, and I, I mean, guarantee I you the Vikings were throwing he's a above, touchdown. He's definitely over the halfway mark. I don't know if he's top 10, but he's he's hovering around that 10 to 13 range. I'd probably have him closer yeah. to 13. The win and loss column, the win and loss stat column is not in his favor, but if you look at everything, he's doing pretty good. Um, More like just the t- as a whole. Yeah, we'll just go ahead as a team. Go down the list here. He's definitely better than over half the guys, for sure. So that's true. He's above average. He's been balling. Kirk's been balling with what he's got, even though he's also just can't hold on to the ball. All right. That's a fair take, Colby. My take's going to be bouncing off of yours. It's going to go off of the AFC North QBs. I think the Browns did something right, Colby. You know what they did? Sean Watson was hurt. I don't know what the injury was. I forgot what it was. But he was hurt. They arrested him. It's funny well, how the Bengals. It's funny how the Bengals, keeping their guy in through the thick and thin, and not even questioning resting their quarterback when he is playing 
so so i don't know what's a nice way of he's playing rough um very nice way to put it (laughs) yeah there you go you already talked about kenny pickett and his struggles but i wanted to just talk about the Bengals and browns really i mean lamar jackson in the offense they got the win i mean it wasn't nothing too impressive from what i was told and what i've saw but uh because i think he ran a couple of in right so it was a classic lamar game but uh yeah i was about to say back to the Bengals and browns though Browns, I think, did the right thing. They let DTR get the spin off this game. You know, he's a rookie. He's not going to perform great against a veteran defense like the Ravens and John Harbaugh. That was going to happen. That was going to – I think that that was bound to happen. But, uh, man, Bengals quarterback situation. You didn't really mention that, Colby. You did say there's a a disparity in emergency. Yeah. I mean, he's one of them. Horrible. Yeah, he's been horrible. Yeah, no, you're right. I agree with you. That's a great takeaway. They should definitely – because at this point, he's playing like a backup-level quarterback anyway. So, like, why are you even having him out there? He's clearly not even close to himself. Um, I'm with you. The only thing I was going to say at the beginning there, I don't know, I said they said Deshaun Watson was cleared to play, and he didn't want to. So, I mean, do what hmm. happens. Interesting. It's hey, just- he, did, he did the right thing. He, he must have known. He must have saw what Joe was doing. was like, you know what? <laughs> Take one for the team. <laughs> You know what? You might be right, but the Ravens cooked them. They could have used them out there. Um, that was an impressive win, by the way, <laughs> as well. Got to be fair to, to them. Um, all right. Next takeaway. Do you have anything else you want to add on that? Um, all right. So we got two more each, yeah? Yeah. All right. Two more each, and then we'll hit power rankings and get rolling because we are, as you said, we'll do it a little bit later than usual tonight. Um, all right. My next takeaway um, – both South divisions just fully living up to their name and their grossness. The AFC South, I don't know if you've noticed this, the AFC South, all four teams are now two and two. So uh, right in midseason form level of sloppiness. Uh, and the NFC South, it's more of a three-team sloppiness race because the Panthers are just horrendous. But uh, the South divisions, they're as sloppy, as gross as they should be. And you know what? It's fun. I like it. That makes them more interesting. I'd rather have a sloppy, gross, up-in-the-air division than just one team running away with it like the Chiefs do every year and already are. Um, So shout-out to the AFC South and NFC South just staying on brand. The NFC South's better than people gave it credit for, I think, at least somewhat better. Um, And the AFC South is just sloppy and gross. I I don't know why you would ever bet on an AFC South game because – all four of these teams, Jacksonville, who I still think is going to end up being the best. I mean, the other three, the Colts, Houston, and uh, Tennessee, at this point, how? I mean, you just don't know what you're going to get any given Sunday. They could come out and be awesome or be bad. So the AFC South living up to its name, especially. <laughs> yeah, that is a good one. AFC South is always going to be – and the NFC South. Both of them have just been oddly gross, living up to a reputation, though. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. I love that. Um, and the fun thing is, the Falcons did play the Jags, which are both two South teams. So somebody, somebody was going to have to win it, right? Um, this isn't a takeaway. This is just a spinoff of that, though. Okay. Andy's room. I've heard heard people watch the Andy's room broadcast, and they liked it. Really, I didn't get a chance to see it, but I mean, it was heard positive things. All right. So my takeaway, though. Going back to sloppy and grossness, Colby. It's going to be the sloppy and grossness of the tea that I have been drinking. That is the Raiders 
Um, they are not like the Cardinals, folks. The Raiders, oh. <laughs> I don't think they're living up to expectations. The Cardinals, folks, are, are over-exceeding their expectations. I mean, they put up a decent fight against the 49ers. They had some people stars come out of the come out the rocks or sky or whatever you want to call it they were they were doing it they were putting out their best foot you know and when it comes to the raiders man it's just been a sour note and everything i think i'm finally off it raiders man getting waxed letting khalil mack get six sacks on aiden o'connell i know for a fact Jalen jimmy g wasn't playing i thought you were a big supporter of that yada yada, yada. yeah <laughs> but I was also a big hype man of Aiden O'Connell. I thought this dude was going to come out here and ball out. I had him stashed in one of my fantasy teams, knowing that Jimmy G was going to probably go down one day. And I I was debating. Luckily, I didn't start him. But I I was debating on it. Like, man, should I just buy into the hype that I've been waiting for? Luckily, I didn't. And he let me. He just let me down so bad that it's just enough for me to finally, I think, step off that Raiders cool drink. Stop drinking the Raiders Kool-Aid for now. And maybe start drinking the Cardinals one because they at least try. <laughs> oh, by the way, so you mentioned the Cardinals. I'll make the official announcement on Thursday, I guess, but official announcement, unofficial official announcement with the Vikings win, getting that correct, and the Cardinals not covering. The Cardinals are officially my team that I cannot pick correctly. Only team I've missed, gotten all four of their games wrong now. It's official. It's the Cards. Um, so that's the team to fade me on. Um. <laughs> all right, that was a good yeah. One. That that's the thing I was more celebrate. I was celebrating that too. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, Colby. That was the biggest celebration of the weekend. I think. All right, like team it. win. Team all win. Right. That's what it was. It was a team <laughs> win. Um. All right. Last takeaway. A couple directions I thought about going here, but I'm actually going to go. It almost feels like maybe this is a cop-out, but I'm just going to do it anyway. Go back to Thursday. I know we were recording during Thursday Night Football anyways, so we were reacting to that game as was happening. But uh, Detroit is about that smoke. The Lions are – the hype is not too much for them. They are like that. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to be good, I think. Um, They are good, um, and I think they'll be in the playoffs. They just have dudes everywhere, man. I may have said if I hit – a lot of if I'm reiterating stuff I said Thursday, I apologize, but they just have guys everywhere. They have drafted so well the last couple of years. They're a little bit of like the Niners Eagles light. They're not to the level of those teams, but they have a two great tackles, an elite center. They have a very good quarterback by NFC standards. They have while the running back situation is we'll see. They have one awesome wide receiver. They have an awesome tight end. They have, and they now their defense is pretty much fixed. It's so much better than it was. And they have a legit guy at every level of that defense. Brian Branch, incredible player. Awesome. Loved him in the draft. I can't believe they got him in the second round. He's terrific. They have him in the secondary. Jack Campbell, who I thought was a reach at 18. He's been terrific as a linebacker out of Iowa. He's been awesome. And obviously Aiden Hutchinson is the edge rusher. So they just have dudes everywhere, and they are legit. They've got a legit squad. So shout out to the Lions. I'm happy for them. It's always good to root for them once a decade. I I, I respect that, Colby. I really do. You know, I gotta give them their flowers, man. They doing the job. They at least put the Packers down. I couldn't be mad. You know, I'm not mad at them at all. I love what's going on with the Lions this year. You know, gotta really appreciate what they got going on. Um. 
And honestly, glad that you said the Lions because my next take is obviously in the last takeaway is going to be my Minnesota Vikings. And boy, oh boy, that game was rough to watch. Um, they got to get cooking, folks. I mean, they were playing a close one against the Carolina Panthers. That was uh, that was frisky as we can as it can get for me as a viewer until we started to slowly pull away near the end of the second half or like third quarter, I should say. But man, it was still Bryce Young did he didn't have an incompletion against us for so long. It was so concerning about our defense, but we were just letting him get all the easy stuff and everything. And ugh. anyways, we got the Chiefs next week. So we got to get cooking now or uh, things are about to get really out of hand. Yeah, man, that's a good that's a big game. Good, good take, though. Hope it's good to see the Vikings finally get the monkey off their back, especially with how the game started. It was looking uh, it wasn't pretty. A bit of like I was like, oh no! I I was thinking I may have cursed you, and I felt really bad about that. So I was I was happy that the Vikings uh came back and won because I would have felt really bad if I felt like I cursed them by picking them. I think you gotta wait one more week before we officially announce it. Though gotta be you know gotta be make sure you're sure you're you know you're one hundred percent certain that the Cardinals are the team and then the Vikings just didn't pull a slick one on you. You know <laughs> I I really need to make sure that. <laughs> That is true. So, yeah, those are my five takeaways, Colby. Those are your five. That was pretty solid for the drive through this time around. Yeah, that was good. I like that. That was uh, that was good. We might have to do an expanded version of that or something. Start doing these Tuesday pods. That was I like that. All right, Jalen. So now, what the people are here for? The ever fun bi-weekly, no semi-weekly. I always mess that up. Semi-weekly <laughs> power rankings. The week four edition. Last time we had the week two power rankings. I feel much better about these power rankings after week four. Seen more football. I feel like most of these teams um, probably have a very good chance of being here to stay that are in the, on this top ten list, at least the one that I have. So, are you ready? Yeah, that's. I feel like, ooh, okay, I like, first of all, I like that. I like that hype. You're filling it in for me. I like that, Colby. Thank you. Thank you. Um, bi-weekly, semi-weekly, you know, same, almost the same, I feel like, because bi is two, semi, isn't that two as well, kind of? Yeah, well, so, bi, bi would be twice a week, right? Ah, uh, yeah, no, we don't do that. Yeah, semi, I guess. Okay. Uh, yes. I should know this. <laughs> we'll go, we'll, still getting new to this, even though it's year two, um, or semi-year two, semi-year. I'm no, I don't know, anyway. All right, anyways, Colby. I'm ready. All right, let's get it. You want me to go first this time? Yeah, you got us, Colby. Okay. At number 10, who do you got? All right. At number 10, this was the hardest spot for me. The top nine, I think, will probably have the same nines in differing orders. Number 10, I thought about a couple of different teams, but I went with the Bucks. I give Baker's love. They're three and one. He's they it's not like they've played a super easy schedule either. Um They've played some pretty good teams and good defenses. Uh, they obviously had to play the Saints at Philly the last two weeks. They played the Bears. That's not a good team. But even though Minnesota's 1-3, and three, I still thought that was a good win. Minnesota's been in every game. Um, and and the, the win against the Saints was very impressive last week, uh, this past week. So I got the Bucks at 10. We'll see if they can stay there. But a very impressive what I've seen from them so far. Okay. All right. I got the 
all right at number 10 i got the la rams um yeah i got number 10 the la rams i like what stafford's doing like i said earlier in the season that as long as he is standing on two feet he is going to look like he is just going to let it rip this season and sure enough he has he's turned puka nakua into pretty much a star now these last three this whole season he's been popping off um i think he's had one sleep game but besides that and that sleep game was just low for his standard i'm pretty sure that he's already set so for me it's going to be the rams the only reason why they're this low is because it's still just the Aaron Donald show, I'm pretty sure, on defense. And they're still trying to find out who those other two get, who can be those other stars to help them out. But, um, yeah, the offense, man, it's humming. They got Kyron Williams, the kick cam anchors to the feet, to the Vikings. Um, they, they're getting, they're humming, man. This Rams offense, man, McVay, what can I say? It's been very impressive. Very impressive so far. You're, you're absolutely right about that. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, Colby. Sorry, sorry. I was I was finishing up my list. Here. All right. Number nine, Colby. Who do you got at number nine? All right, number nine. I got the Seattle Seahawks. As you mentioned earlier, very impressive, dominating defensive win last night. They just are. They know what they're doing. They're a well-run organization. Um, they've drafted so well the last couple of years. They have talent all over the place. And Gino, credit to him. Um, I thought he maybe was going to come back down to earth this year after that first game, but he's been very good since then. Um, they're 3-1. and one. That game, week one games, looks like it might just be one of those. I mean, the Rams, as you just mentioned, are better than people thought. Um, but maybe that was just kind of a weird opener. They've been rolling since then. I think they're very good. I expect them to be in the playoffs. I got Seattle at 9. Mm. Okay, okay. Well, Colby, at number 9 – they're right there with you. It's going to be the Bucks. I'm not going to put them too high. I'm not putting them too high. But, hey, they faced the very predictable Philadelphia Eagles on primetime. Gave it their best effort. We sh- we saw that there is definitely limitations to the Bucks. This is probably as high as they're ever going to be on my list unless they get a couple more valuable wins in the season. But I definitely hope to see them in the playoffs, man. What can we say? Baker's back. I mean – but I definitely think I have a little bit more faith in them over the Rams just because they're veterans that they have and everything. They got veterans on defense and on offense. So I kind of like that with the Bucs. And now it's just can they keep can Baker keep doing this? Interesting. All right. So you have the Bucs and the Rams in here. So I'm interested to see. That means one of my teams that I have in this top nine you don't have in your top ten. I'm interested to see who that winds up being as we go along. Oh, yeah. All right. Ready? Oh, yeah. Keep it. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I keep forgetting I'm, I'm leading this. It's okay. Um, it's all right. I can do it if you want. <laughs> just on an off note here, folks. Oh. Okay. At number eight, Kobe, who do you got for your power rankings? All right. Number eight, I got the Lions. I know Seattle beat them head-to-head in that crazy overtime game, but I still like Detroit more. I just think they have more, slightly better roster, even though I think Seattle's roster is also excellent. And more importantly, I still, at the end of the day, trust golf more than I trust Gino. Um, so I got the Lions eight. I just said all those things about them earlier, so I won't spend much time on them. But I think they're a terrific team. They look like they could be the best of that next group outside of the top three juggernauts in the NFC, who we all know. So I got the Lions at eight. All right. At number eight, Colby, I got, as you saw, my list is a little wonky. But 
I got the Dallas Cowboys. Wow, down to eight. Wow. Yes. I mean, listen, we do this once every two weeks. So they lost to the Cardinals last time we were on here. Yes. That's a big loss. That's a big loss on our book. But they did get the bounce back. They handled the Patriots very well. That's why I feel like they didn't completely free fall off this list. But I feel like the Cowboys, they're still representable enough. They're definitely better than the they're definitely better than the Rams and Bucks. But when I start talking about these <laughs> other teams, especially because Dallas also took these losses too on defense, like they lost Trayvon Diggs and everything. I really, I really want to see how well this defense and Cowboys can go forward. They got a huge test against the 49ers. This is going to be uh, – we're going to get some answers here. Oh, yeah. All right, Colby. It's going to be a great Sunday night game. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's going to be a great one. Uh, number seven, Colby, who do you got? All right, number seven, hanging around in about the same spot. I had him last time. I almost moved him up a spot, but kept him at seven. They were six last week, actually, so they technically moved down. No fault of their own. Some of fault of their own. The Baltimore Ravens. Um Right now, they just smoked Cleveland. They didn't have Deshaun Watson, but still very impressive. Lamar's had two excellent games and then two kind of weird games. But I can't say anything about him looking at having an ugly win against Houston when this Houston just kicked the Steelers' teeth in. Um, that Colts game was weird, and there there's always the injuries and some things that just give me pause about the Ravens. The health is obviously the biggest. Um, so I couldn't put them any higher than this, but they're an excellent team. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to be in the mix. We'll see how they do down the stretch here. Um, but I think the Ravens are very good, so I got them seven. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Number seven, number seven for the Ravens. Not too shabby. I will say that they're at least around that same ballpark. I'll agree. Um, for me, number seven, Colby, this is where I put the Seattle Seahawks. Okay. Um, I had to put the – it was either between them or the other or another team because I kind of wrote in too many teams. So I was making some eliminations. Last second elimination. So my list is definitely going to end spicy, Colby, unfortunately. Because okay. one of these teams I had a I had a kick off once I already announced the Rams and Bucks. And I kind of like those picks too. I'm not gonna lie. I really do okay. like those picks at nine That's and ten. Fine. We'll so numbers I kind of respect team. it. So my number seven team, folks, here is gonna be Seattle. Um, I really do like Seattle. I love their defense. I think they're going to be just fine. I really wish we could have seen more out of Geno Smith on prime time, but he just had the easy job. And when he was out there, he did enough to also save me from not coming in last place from fantasy football. So good job, Geno. <laughs> I give you respect on that. Here's your flowers. Let's see if your team can keep it going. And maybe I can raise you up to maybe... Actually, probably this is as high as you're going to get. I don't know if you're going to be able to scrape Eagles, Niners, and all them. It's a tall ask. Yeah. Seven is a good ranking, though. That's pretty high. I respect it. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Colby. What is your number six power ranking? All right, number six. Knocked them slightly for the loss this week, the Dolphins. They're still an excellent juggernaut level of a team. But the concern is the defense is they've got to win shootout. They're going to have to win shootouts against the high-level teams. They're going to cook the mid-teams. Like, they play the Giants. You saw what they did to the Broncos. They did the, they get the Giants this week. They'll probably embarrass them historically. Um, but the Bills punched them in the mouth and bullied them. The Bills were better on the line of scrimmage. They had no answer for Josh Allen. Um, so as dynamic as their offense is, and for the first time, someone got some heat on Tua, 
So I had to drop them a little bit just because of the concerns about the defense. Um, they're still an excellent team, though, number six on my rankings. All right. All right. At number six, Colby, uh, I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions. Wow. Okay. I like it. I had the Detroit Lions. As you guys can see, it's a very NFC-heavy uh, list to start. But I promise you, the AFC teams are about to start coming in. And this is where things get a little bit spicy. So, Colby, at number five, who do you got? I'm dropping the voice because you did just put the, Ra the Ravens and Dolphins out of the top five. Yeah. So who do you got at number five? I'm very intrigued. All right. Well, I got the usual suspects up here at the top. At number five, I have the Dallas Cowboys. Look, they – the Arizona game was an embarrassing bad loss. We've been over it. The other three games, they've dominated in every aspect of the game. Um, they still have a ridiculous defense. Dak has not been excellent by any stretch, but he hasn't needed to be. They're still a loaded team. They're one of the three juggernauts in the NFC. I certainly trust them the least out of the three, as you can see the two that uh, the other two that they're mentioned with are going to both be above them on this list. Um, so because of all those concerns, I couldn't put them any higher, but I still thought they deserved to be this high because they are an excellent team. So I got the Cowboys fifth. That's a good one. That's a good one. The Cowboys at number five. I mean, I understand that they blew them out, but I want to see them play also better competition. You know, they play both the New York teams. Yeah, you're right. We'll find out this week. Patriots squad. That's a little uh, – Not good. People are probably – yeah. <laughs> probably might be abandoning ship from here soon so all right my number five colby is going to be the baltimore ravens look man you guys lost my boy gardner Minshew. i know it's a tough loss a loss is a loss though you should not have the game put into the ref's hands but on the other note what happened to this whole receiving offense that we've been told about where has that been i mean the obj thing he hasn't even been on the field um yeah, not a question mark still for De Ravens, but they're playing great football. They did smack the Browns. Um, they're three and one. They're going to lead the division the way it's looking right now. Um, yeah, they're probably going to they're probably about to run away with it. So they're probably going to be locked in in the five, five, six, four range for a while until we get some more of those answers for me personally. All right, that's very fair. We'll see if they run away with the division, but it's certainly looking that way right now. <laughs> yeah right now four weeks in just four weeks in, in. for sure <laughs> all yeah, right just only four weeks in all right. <clears throat> number four you weirdly left out <laughs> that's right all right colby number four who do you got all right number four i got the eagles they're undefeated but whoa close they needed overtime to beat washington i called that by the way i slammed washington getting the eight and a half points this week um they have concerns. They don't appear to be the same level of juggernaut as last year, but that's okay. They don't need to be. They still have the best line. Jalen Hurts has not been as good as he was last year, but he's still a very high-level quarterback. I would still say at the end of the day, he's the best quarterback in the NFC. Um, they're still loaded. Their dominance on both lines makes them such a tough out for anyone. They've still got some stuff they're working out, which is why I couldn't put him any higher. Um, but I got the Eagles four. That's fair. That's fair. All right. At number four, I'm going to go with the Dolphins, a team that has an exciting offense, unlike the Eagles. Um, 
the only reason why I had to knock them from one is because obviously they lost to the Bills, a game that they got blown out of. They would have been a for sure number one for me if they could have won against the Bills in any sort of fashion, especially the way they played against the Broncos. They would have definitely been a number one, but they're going to be at number four here. We'll give them a little bit of a reality check because the next three three teams are going to be pretty much your guarantee, probably the teams that are going to be trying to see in the postseason. So, Colby, who are your top three on these power rankings? All right, top three. Number three, you mentioned them, the September champs, the Buffalo Bills. I thought about putting them even higher, but at the end of the day, I couldn't. They look awesome, though. Man, has Josh Allen looked great. Their defense looks really good. They actually – the biggest thing that gives me faith that this Bills team could potentially be different They do actually have a running game outside of Josh Allen now, which they have not had the last couple years. So they're actually running the ball well with their running backs, uh, which is huge. So I got the Bills three. Uh, I just couldn't put them above the Chiefs, even though they have looked better, arguably. Um, I I just couldn't do it. So I got the Bills three. They look – I mean – Maybe it's only been four weeks, but the Chiefs do look like they got other things coming. Anyways, at number three for me, Colby, the reason why I'm stuttering is because I'll also have the Bills at number three. Um, <laughs> it's a, I think it's an easy one for me. They beat the Dolphins, you know, and it's, it, they, like you said, they're the September champs, you know. So they do, they really have been. They were playing their best ball right now, but they're definitely not good enough to be than these other teams. So number two, Cole, who do you got? All right, I'll just I'll just go ahead and spoil it now and just tell you my top two remains unchanged. At number two, I got the Chiefs. They're still the top dog in the league. They still have the best quarterback I've ever seen in my life. Um, but they're three and one. But it's been rocky, and they haven't exactly gone through a murderer's row uh, the last two weeks. They squeaked by the Jets and allowed the best Zach Wilson game arguably ever. Um, Their defense, I still think, is very good, but Zach Wilson having some success against it. Maybe it's not great, but it's still very good defense. The wide receiver thing is an issue. That's why the only reason they're not number one. They still don't appear to have a truly dependable, high-level wide receiver outside of Kelsey at tight end. They're still the Chiefs. They still deserve all the benefit of the doubt, and yada, yada, yada. They're the reigning top dog, dynasty, all that. But I got them number two because of those concerns. Okay, okay. No surprise there. And I'm guessing that means we both have the same number ones because my number two is the Eagles and everything. Because like I said, it's so predictable. It's so, you you just see it coming and everything. You know they're going to just run the ball. They're going to play smash mouth football. Yes, they did a little bit of the passing game this past weekend against the Commanders. But uh, at the end of the day, you knew that once they got the ball back, they weren't going to do anything too risky to lose it. So, yeah. That's the Eagles. They're trying to be predictable, and maybe they're trying to make a dynasty of their own. Um, and then, yeah, I guess we got the same number ones. Yeah, so I guess you forgot the Chiefs was the team you forgot. <laughs> Actually, it was the Ravens that I forgot. Oh. They took the Chiefs spot, and I created a new spot. You know how some people, like how you were saying, Colby, the Chiefs are just a dynasty, yada, yada, yada. I gave them zero. I gave them number zero <laughs> just on top of the power rankings. <laughs> 
That's good. Just threw them on top. No, just threw them on top because like I All had right. them originally at five, and then I thought to myself like, there's no way that I can defend them at number five. I can definitely <laughs> put the Ravens there. So I, <laughs> that was the process of thinking there. On okay, that one, I like that Chiefs at zoo. That's honestly that's a fair argument. But yes, I got the Niners number one. I mean, what can you say? They, yeah, they were the only team that the Cardinals weren't frisked. The Cardinals gave them no problems. The Cardinals have given everyone else they've played problems. Um, I mean, they're loaded everywhere. Brock Purdy still never lost a game where he didn't have to go to the hospital after. Um, it's Brocktober now at Iowa State. That was always a thing, Brocktober. I'm not just making up that up now. He was re- re- terrific in his career at Iowa State in October. Um, and uh, he's never lost a regular season game. He's just accurate. He gets the ball where it needs to go. The rocket ship rolls on. The Niners are a super team. They're number one. It's a fun one. Niners are a fun one. I was about to say, the Brocktober, I have not heard of that yet. So that would be a fun one to hear here in the next couple of weeks, probably. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was about to say, that was the same reasons why I have the Niners there. I mean, they have a bunch of things going on for them. Uh, they were my OG number one, of course, before I threw the Chiefs on top at zero. The only reason why I have the Chiefs on top is because – Mahomes and the fact that the defense is the best part about the Chiefs right now. It's probably the most scariest thing about the Chiefs right now in my eyes. So, yeah, that, folks, is our power rankings. Now it is time for everyone's favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Colby, take it away. All right. Well, this was a great episode, Jalen. I'm glad we got to knock this out. All right, final thought for me. I was going to, you know, go back to the Nuggets and talk about sort of what the Lakers had been saying and the trash talk back and forth and say I'm all ready for the title defense and I can't wait. That still stands true. But I'm going to take it to a more personal, uh, localer level. Localer, that's not a word. Local level for us, Jalen. Our guy, I don't know if you saw this today, Tyler Nickel, uh, Virginia Tech's coach Mike Young today said in their presser, they're doing preseason stuff for college basketball, about Tyler Nickel, he said, who's now transferred to Virginia Tech. He said, every time he shoots the ball, I think it's going in. Uh, Tech is obviously no UNC, so they're expecting him to have a pretty big role for them this year. Um, so, you know, that's our guy. We we covered a lot of his high school games. Um, he's the best high school player I've ever seen um, in person. Like watch play, yeah. <laughs> big. So, that's awesome, man. So, yeah, that's my final thought. Shout out Tyler Nickel. Can't wait to see what he does this year. Excited to see him have a real – because he didn't really play a lot of UNC last year. Excited to see him have a real role uh, with Tech this year. So, that's my final thought. Shout out Tyler Nickel. Can't wait to see what he does. That's a fun – yeah, that's a little fun tag on there. Um, Great final thought, Colby. God damn. Thanks. All right. <laughs> <laughs> my final thought is MLB postseason is upon oh, yeah. us. Yeah, I was about to say, MLB postseason is upon us, man. And the games are going on. I'm about to throw on, if there's any, I think the Phillies were just playing. I don't know if there still are at this hour. Let me do a quick double check. They are. So I'm probably going to watch the end of the Phillies games. But, man, it is crazy. Oh, yeah. Uh, All these games are going to be crazy. I was about to say, D-backs holding on back and forth with the Brewers. I mean – I feel like them. This is going to be prime sports because you're like we talked about earlier. We got we got basketball literally in 20 days, and then we got we got baseball playoffs going on right now, and apparently we got Brocktober 
all things that can just lead up to just some good stuff. Thank you for listening to the CJJC Show. Whenever you want more biased takes, go on over to our social media pages, Spotify, or wherever you can probably find a podcast, if we have it up. And if we do, thank you for following us on social media. And besides that, have a good one, y'all.